Previously on Just Cow in the City. It gets hot in July. And then this girl goes, are we still going out for dinner tonight? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Wait, a woman magician? I've never heard of such a thing. Well, you're talking heresy. It is scientific heresy that is being tried here. Hey, check it out. I'm online for the magic show. You believe this? We're getting Mr. Cacciatore's down on Sullivan Street. What's the ingredient that's holding up the Mexican pizza? Hotcha! Just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place. Making it work in your own space. Come on, come on and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode and another edition of Just Cow in the City. My name is Dave Just and welcome to the month of August, or as we call the Dave Just Birthday Month edition, 2022. This comes out on Tuesday, August 2nd. Nice to have everybody here today listening to what is probably one of the greatest podcasts of all time, again, about nothing. And uh, boy, I'll tell you this week... Uh, well, we're really trying that premise because uh, I didn't really do very much. I mean, I definitely didn't do enough for a full podcast, <laughs> you know, like that that would go out to people. But you know me, I, I could talk about nothing for a half hour. And certainly I did some some things. I just, I, I don't know if they're worthy of a bonus show this way. I didn't take many photos. I guess that's going to happen more or maybe I don't know what's happening. Like I said, this, my new lifestyle is good and bad at the same time it's very confusing but this was an interesting week as that i walked home every i walked 15 miles this week 15 miles and probably much more actually if i counted last night actually that yeah i probably walked about i probably walked in all this week about 20 miles so that's yeah probably about 20 miles that's pretty good right Starting to do some push-ups. My friend Alina's like, you know, all you need to do is push-ups and walking, and you're good to go. And that's before she even knew what I was doing. Good to go for what? I'm not exactly sure, but then, you know, perhaps I can continue to eat in the custom I've, or the style I've been accustomed to, which is, you know, the worst food known to man, uh, which I will continue to do as I ordered McDonald's for breakfast yesterday for the first time in a long time. And let me tell you something. It's as good as it was in 1975. Uh, <laughs> I'm so old that, as I probably pointed out before, they didn't have McDonald's when I was growing up. What? No, it's true. My sister and I used to go to this place called Wesson's. Wesson's. Howard Stern talks about it sometimes, but we're 10 years apart. So that's bad for me. Uh, my grandmother used to, and my Aunt Judy, of course, used to take us to a place called Wesson's. Wesson's in Brooklyn. Because they didn't have McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was around, but it wasn't where we lived. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think it's been around since the 50s. I saw that Michael Keaton movie, but I don't know. It wasn't around. I mean, that's embarrassing. That's when you know you're really old. McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, when they bought that out, that McDonald's, it was all right. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. But I remember getting the breakfast is like first. And I swear that's good when a recipe hasn't changed in all that time. I guess that's why they're still pretty goddamn popular. 
and my nephew just tried the Big Mac for the first time last week or two weeks ago. He said it was delicious. I'm like, I told you. He had to get it without any sesame. My sister was like, what are you talking about? He can't have a Big Mac. And he goes, no, he asked for it without any sesame seeds. He asked for it without the sesame seed bun. You know, can you give me a bun without sesame seeds? And apparently they complied. Now, it's a little risky to trust a McDonald's employee uh, to give a bun without sesame seeds. But obviously, if you're looking at the bun, you can clearly see there's no sesame seeds. So I guess everything will be all right. Yeah, he's one of those new newfangled kids that has all those peanut allergies that came out of nowhere that nobody who's over 40 has or even heard of. And uh, quite frankly, we consider those kids sissies. Them and their allergies and they're not willing to work. Goddamn sissy pants, kids. But I like that he likes the fast food. We can continue to bond over that and the Mexican pizza and all the stupid stuff that uh, him being... Well, he's 19 already. I keep thinking he's 13 because, you know, in my mind, I'm a 13-year-old boy in every sense of the word. So, you know, we basically just talk about fast food, Spider-Man, and girls. There's really no difference between him and I except that there's, you know, a 40-year difference or so. Something like that. Anyway, anywho, uh, let me just uh, start where we uh, or Should I just, you know what, uh, do I start with last night? Let me just... Let me, you know what? I'm just going to start with last evening. With, uh, I'm taping this on Friday as I now uh, normally do. Hi. See, yesterday I was supposed to go to the beach. I think I might have even told you that. You know, at the cabana, have a good time. It was one of the few days Dave Elliott could do because, you know, he's an orthodontist and he, he only has certain, he has Mondays and Thursdays he has off. And I'm like, well, that's perfect for me, uh, Thursdays. So we had this date scheduled, but he got sick. What are you going to do? So I told outside Steve, hey, why don't you come with me to the beach? You know, we'll have a good time. And so um, he was going to come. However, see, outside Steve goes to bed at like 6 in the morning. You know, he works at the Comedy Cellar. They finish there at like, let's just say they finish there at 2 or 3. Then he has to get home. And then by the time you go to sleep, and 6 a.m. is conservative. I really think he goes to bed around 8 a.m. So he, you know, when I told him, and I, and I, extended the invitation two hours i usually get down to the beach at 8 a.m and i said well today we'll leave at 10 a.m we'll just get there at noon i'll do that for you and i knew he wasn't going to get up in time i mean i definitely knew he wasn't going to get up in time but i said you know you can always you know you don't have to try and make it you can take the train down there it's no big deal just tell me now and of course he overslept uh now it turns out that dave had to cancel because he got sick but, you know, I'm, I, I'm texting because I don't want him to come to my parking garage. He was coming all the way down to the parking garage to meet me because he lives up, uh, you know, by the GW Bridge. And that, you know, me, I can't in my head. I cannot go the opposite way if I'm going somewhere else. You know, it drives me crazy. So I, I, I can't do I can't do it in a taxi cab and I can't do it, unfortunately, to pick up a friend. You know, I just got to get out of that garage and get going. Now, if he lived in southern Manhattan or in Jersey, I, I, I'd pick him up. I can't go the opposite way. It drives me insane. You know that. I don't know why. It's something in my head. I got a problem. Obviously, I got a problem. I got a lot of problems. I got a lot of problems with you people. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now, you're going to hear about it. So, you know, I'm, I'm texting. You know, I found out about 8 a.m. And I was kind of glad because I was like, I was exhausted. And I haven't had like a personal day in a long time. I know. For three years, I had nothing but personal days. But there's, of course, the stress of having a personal day when 
you feel you are supposed to be doing something. So I haven't had a good like weekend where I'm like, well, I can relax. And of course, that's never going to happen to me because then I'm like, geez, I should really concentrate on comedy or something. You know, even if you have a regular job, it's like it's really bad. It's really there's no way to relax when you're somebody like me who has, you know, always has like another hobby that he wants to be doing. It's, it's really uncomfortable. So I'm, you know, normally Thursday I go to my mom's. I'm like, and I was like, well, I guess I can go to my mom's today. I'm like, would it be that horrible if I just took it easy today and just watched TV, you know, finished off Stranger Things or something like that? I mean, is it that horrible? Isn't that funny? I mean, it's so guilty about just sitting home and watching TV. After I guess because I did it for three years, and uh, that's what you get. You know, you like the rest of the world that has to, oh, poor you, you can't watch 12 hours of TV anymore. I know. So I was kind of almost glad that I didn't, but I was upset because also because I was going to have dinner down there. You know, I had this whole plan. But again, he he overslept. And by 11 o'clock, he's like, hey, where are you guys? He's like, kidding. And that just would have, it only would have made me upset because I said, just, you know, please be honest. Please be honest. You know, I don't care. If we got to pick you up at the train or the train, the train's very close to where we, it's no big deal. Just tell me up front. But of course, I don't know. You know, he wants to please everybody, I guess. So I don't, uh, you know, whatever. It's just uh, it's a, l- a little frustrating, but you know, he's such a lovely guy. It doesn't really matter. And it really doesn't matter. So we didn't go anyway. So what's the difference, right? But the thing is, if we were going, I would have got a 10. I moved the time for him. I would have been sitting at the garage waiting for him. I'm like, I wonder where he is. And then what is the time that you say to yourself, okay, he's overslept clearly. And, and with the, with, unfortunately, with the parking garage, it's not like waiting around. I got to get the car out of there because they have other cars coming through. So where do I sit and wait for him? to that's the problem with people meeting at the parking garage if there's like even one second late it's it's a it's problematic for me because i don't know where to park the car this is a midtown manhattan there's nowhere to just wait for somebody you know uh what i've been doing sometimes is going through central park and waiting over by like columbus circle which is even more insane but i can sometimes wait there for people if as long as I'm sitting in the car, but it is a to do. So I do get nervous and, and, you know, people, uh, I don't know, you know, I asked them to meet me at the garage. I don't think that's that big a deal, but apparently if people don't get picked up at their houses, they get very upset. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, it seems, I, I don't know. I remember like, I've asked like five people, uh, during the, I'm like, can you, can you, can you just meet me at the garage? And they're like, what, why should I do that? I thought you were driving. I'm not saying Steve, Steve didn't do that at all. But uh, other people have, which is just so like, what the fuck is the matter with people? For me, I'm always like, I'll meet you wherever you want me to meet you. Tell me where to meet you. And when we get home, just drop me off right outside the Lincoln Tunnel. I am good to go. Drop me right outside. As long as I get into Manhattan, I can get home. But everybody else is like, wait, you're not taking me home? I don't understand. What's going on here? I'm like, Jesus Christ. And normally I don't mind taking everybody home. Steve just, li- you know, he lives in that place where it's like, I hate going to the George Washington Bridge. I don't know why. It's just too far. I know it seems ridiculous, right? It's still in Manhattan. It doesn't matter. It's just there's something about going that far, the George Washington Bridge, that drives me nuts and freaks me out. It's something about being close to the Bronx, which is the worst borough, like, on the planet. You know, you know I don't like it there. I don't care. You can tell me a hundred times, like, well, the Bronx isn't that bad, but you're an asshole if you say that. Uh, because you don't know what you're fucking talking about. So 
It's a stupid place. Um, and so is, uh, and yet, yet, hilariously, don't mind going to Staten Island. Now that's funny stuff. Now that's funny stuff. I guarantee you, people from the Bronx are terrified of Staten Island. But see, that's the place where I grew up, so it makes no difference to me. See, but that's where it all comes from. It all matters of where you kind of started. You know, if you grew up in the Bronx, then you're like, I have no problems with the Bronx. If you grew up in Staten Island, I have no problems with Staten Island. But if you're just reading the paper and or watching the news, everything bad happens in the Bronx. Everything. It's every day. There's a shooting. There's something going on. It all takes place in the Bronx. It's always bad, and it's been that way since I was a little boy. Now, it's probably why I hate the Yankees. So we didn't go, and I called my mother. I'm like, is it that bad that I don't go? Because I took care of something first. Now, she had a huge wasp's nest on her terrace. I had to put a little note on her door. I said, don't go out here. Don't even open this door. I saw the wasp nest. So she called, uh, what was I there, last Thursday. So last Friday she called and said, I have a huge wasp nest. Can you take care of it? And nobody took care of it as of Wednesday when I spoke to her. I'm like, what do you mean nobody came? Because it's pretty dangerous. I mean, it was a huge wasp nest, and she can't go outside. You know, she likes to go outside and sit and look at the parking lot because it runs in the family. You know how much I enjoy parking lots. So I wrote to, like, the head of, uh, you know, the, the center, and uh, I said, what the, what the hell's going on over here? She got a huge wasp nest. And then she called me in the morning. She goes, oh, they came and they took care of it. I'm like, yeah, well, that's because I finally took some action. And I, I was like, I, I, you know, this, I thought that was kind of an emergency. This isn't like being like, I can't believe you're not selling the fountain soda down at the, you know, okay, I can't, I mean, I was going <laughs> to write the guy for that, but I'm glad I didn't now because now in writing him, you know, that is an emergency. She can't go outside. What if she accidentally opens that door and forgets? And I mean, I put this little slip on it with a piece of tape. What if it falls off and she just forgets it out? I mean, it's pretty dangerous. They can fly inside, all that kind of stuff. It's all bad. So somebody finally came and took it away. and Or I don't know what they did. She said it was a woman, so I didn't trust her in the least. Uh, they sprayed, and then who knows what they did. And I don't know how you're not going out there with protective gear. I mean, you're really batting... You're batting the nest. I, I don't know how they... It's not like a professional uh, place that knows how to take a, a wasp's nest. I mean, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. She goes, it's getting bigger, which is even scarier. They spend all that... I, I almost feel bad for the wasp. They spend all that time building it, only to be smacked down by Rhoda Reitman. Oh, we're going to get her. They're going to organize when next time she's sitting on the terrace. Uh, but of course, they'll all be dead in a month. So that's the good news about wasps, and they can suck it. So I didn't have to go down. I, I didn't feel that guilty because I took care of something, so it was all right. But, of course, I did feel guilty. And I'm like, well, maybe I can get stuff done. And I got I got some stuff done, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I needed a day that, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday now are a nightmare for me, mostly because of walking home. Because by the time I get home, I'm I'm goddamn exhausted waking up at 530 in the morning, you know? So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I don't want to really complain. It's just, I'm just getting I'm confused, confused, you know? So, anyway, home all day. And then, um, and then so then around five o'clock. So, so Steve calls in, and our friend uh, Alina and, and his, uh, her husband and, and their kid, who's a, a joy. They're like, hey, let's go out for dinner tonight. Let's go out for sushi. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. I really, I didn't really want to be in, but I'm like, no, I got to go out. I got to go out. I didn't go out Wednesday night, and I'll tell you why. 
And I, I was like, I got to go out tonight because I don't know when I'm going out again. And so I got to go out tonight. I'll definitely, I would like to go out for dinner. And I was thinking about sushi, S- even though I had McDonald's for breakfast. Because uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm, because now the problem is with this job, uh, now I have breakfast every day. So now I'm used to having breakfast, where at least I used to kind of wait until dinner. And then, you know, I use the excuse. I'm like, well, I walked this week. I mean, it's just horrible. I mean, I don't eat that much. I try and just eat oatmeal, but sometimes they have delicious looking French toast, which, I mean, I wasn't even going to do a bonus show today, but there was a picture of the French toast. And I'm like, well, and Wednesday's lunch was unbelievable. It was like enchiladas. It was fucking amazing. (laughs) That's so funny. I'm so sorry. I mean, sometimes, obviously, the the bonus photos are much better than others, right? Every week can't be gold, bonus video gold for the Patreon subscribers. But, you know, I do love showing pictures of food. But you know that going in, so it's not fair. Wait do you see this lunch? <laughs> like, I wasn't going to do the bonus show. I'm like, I should really show them the pictures of the uh, enchiladas. They really were spectacular. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then last night, I totally forgot to take pictures. I, oh, I hate when I forget, so... But anyway, they're like, so anyway, yeah, I'm like, let's do it. And I love meeting them on the Upper West Side because I got to take the scooter. You ready for this? I was so angry yesterday. Everything was driving me crazy. Five o'clock, I found out. I look at the Revel scooter. I'm like, let's see if there's any around. They took it off my block. Yeah. Revel, the scooters no longer are on this block, my block. And I called them in a huff. And I'm like, what the hell is, let me guess. Let me guess. It's a bunch of those assholes that keep parking at the fire hydrants and they ruined it for everybody. They're like, well, we don't know exactly what the reason is, but it just says high ticketed volume. Uh, That's exactly what it was. All the stuff I knew where I said, you know, if you guys want me to tattletale for you, it would be my pleasure to do because I'm so angry that all these idiots who were riding the scooter and I knew they were going to ruin it for me. I knew they were going to ruin it for me. All the people that don't park it correctly uh, parking in forward, you're supposed to park it in back, you're parking at a fire hydrant, you, they're just getting ticketed and they don't seem to give a shit. And I'm like, why aren't you taking away their, you know, once you get a ticket, you should, I guess you get a warning maybe, but you should really just take them away because they're idiots. I mean, if you're parking directly at a fire hydrant, you're a fucking moron. You don't deserve to ride that bike. If you're parking at a, a thing where, you know, uh, you're supposed to park on the alternate side of the street and you got it 24 hours and you, you mess up a little bit there, I can make a case. for. If you're parking in a fire hydrant, you should really have your taken away. You shouldn't be able to rent the bikes anymore. And obviously, everyone ruined it for me. I mean, everyone. There were like four or five bikes parked right outside my building that's right in front of a goddamn fire hydrant every day. I, I, I just, for the life of me, I'll never understand... I'd like to meet those people. I never saw anyone parking there. I just saw the bike stored there. I never saw anyone back in because I'd be like, what are you doing? The fuck are you doing? I'd give anything if they said, mind your own business. I'd be like, I'd call him up and I'd be like, listen, this guy in this bike, he threatened me. (laughs) I'd go for it all. Oh, I'm so upset about it. So there's not a bike within a 10 block radius anymore. I'm, I, and I think I'm going to write to that congresswoman that helped me through COVID and say, like, look, you got to do something to get this back. It's not fair. It's a great program. It's my pleasure. I'm going to write to the Manhattan Borough president, too. And I'm going to say, first of all, you got to stop these scooters from going up the bridges because they're not supposed to be there or in the bike lane. I mean, really got to do something. And, and yeah, am I being an old man that's angry about that? But it is illegal. 
And it's really dangerous for people that are, I don't ride the scooter in the bike lane. You're not supposed to, but all these delivery guys do. And it's really dangerous. They're, they're in a scooter. They should be in the car lane, you know, not just with bikes. It's, it's really dangerous. It's getting overwhelmed and it's hard. I'm just so angry about the Revel scooter. I'm so upset. It's like the one thing I love. I had to take a fucking Uber yesterday. Because, you know, could I take the electric bike? Yeah, but I didn't want to get sweated up. That was the beauty of the revel. I come places unsweated. I don't mind taking the bike home. I don't mind walking home. I'm trying not to get any place sweaty. That's why. So now I got to take a goddamn Uber again. Oh, man, you know I love taking those bikes. It's such a pleasure. It's so much fun. You drive through Central Park. You know, a little Arthur action. I mean, it just really isn't fair. And then I could park right in front of my friend's house. I mean, and my own, let alone what am I going to do on Tuesdays when I rush home for the show? That was the best. Now I got to take the subway back again? That sucks. Because it doesn't pay to park 10 blocks away and then walk back. I mean, it's just stupid. You know, they're taking the fun out of living here that was finally like I was getting excited for working. That's the only reason I chose that job. I was like, you know, it'll be fun taking the scooter to and from work every day. And now I, I can't even do it anymore. I'm so upset about it. I can't stand it because, you know, I know they took away like one of the locations by Washington Square Park where I'd always park by, you know, to go to the comedy cellar. I know they took that away. I found out the hard way. I'm sitting there parking. I'm like, wait a minute. What happened here? Wait, we're not allowed to park. They keep changing the map around. Now, they're never going to bring that back. I can only pray they bring this one. This is a great block to park on. I just it's the only block in a 10. uh I'm like, well, can't you guys make a deal with the parking garage? So anyway, that was pissing me off. I mean, really pissing me off. And I was getting really upset. I, I know, it's ridiculous. And I was so mad at myself for being mad and being angry. But I was taking it out on the woman who has no idea what day it is or who, you know, with the revel thing. It's just so frustrating. Well, I'll tell them your complaint. I'm like, yeah, you tell them. <sighs> so anyway, I took the stupid Uber. To, and, and you know what? Yesterday, I leave my house. I'm, I'm not in a great mood. I leave the house, and I, you know, I, was, I was angry that I had to shower because now that I have to shower every day for work, I'm like, fuck it, I got to shower on a day off? This is ridiculous. But no problem, right? So then uh, I, I did that. I refused to shave. And then um, I went out, and these people are there with a huge thing that I guess, I don't know, they're going to the airport or something. They got the, uh, you know, if you live in a doorman, but you have like a, you've probably seen it in the movies, like in a hotel, like a hotel, you have a, a, a thing that rolls like, and, and you put your, your bags on and stuff and you hang stuff from it. And it's a stupid way to transport stuff, but everybody has it. And they have this thing all filled, right? And I'm heading out. I open the door for this guy and I'm like, oh, here you go. Cause he's got this huge cart, you know, that's coming out. No, thank you. Nothing. And then his wife comes out with the baby carriage and she's like, thank you. But like a stupid thank you, like not a legitimate thank you. How does that guy not thank me for holding the goddamn door? I'm not the doorman. He must know I live in the building because I just said, oh, do you have something for me here? Because some girl left a telephone. That's a whole other thing. And how do you not say thank you? What the fuck is that? I will never understand that. Where were you brought up? You're my neighbor too, you fucking asshole. Meanwhile, speaking of neighbors, lived here in this building like 20 years. I got new assholes upstairs. I've never heard a peep upstairs. Now these people are driving me insane. 
I don't know. Apparently, and this is the joke, right? I live in a one-bedroom place. And apparently these assholes, one's a doctor. I think he said the woman's a doctor, right? So they're married, and they got a 12-year-old kid living in where I live with one person. Now, I said, how can a doctor... I don't. I think she's fucking lying to you. She can't be a doctor doctor. She must be some idiot who went to school because why would a doctor move into a one-bedroom with a 12-year-old and her husband? You know what I'm saying? So there's something creepy about these people. The only saving grace I have, and I'm sure all of you have dealt with neighbors that are loud upstairs. I, I've never, ever dealt with it before. It's so awful. Just, you know, the, I don't know what they're doing up there. Your mind goes crazy. I'm sitting there sleeping and I hear them. I mean, it's awful. Just, you know, bouncing around or whatever. I don't, they're not, I, it's not like sex or anything. It's like, I don't know what they're fucking doing up there. All I know is they're not going to last long. I think they had a place on, you know, down the street or something. And then I, I, my guess is this is a temporary place for them. So I'm sure I'll be rid of them soon. But then who knows who I'll have next. But it sucks. And I can't wait. I said, point them out to me. I'm not going to go up there. I'm not going to say anything. I said, just point them out to me when I see them. And I will fucking. uh, And now I'm planning shit, you know, to get them to move out of the building quicker. I'm going to do some stuff because I can't take it. I can't. I don't want to yell at them. I don't want to go up there and tell them all this stuff. I mean, I I should, but I, I just can't be that guy. But I might have. So I might have to do some trickery. Get them out of the building. And of course, the first thing that came to mind. First thing that came to mind, Flaming Bag of Duty. It's a, it's, yes, it's old, but it's a classic, and uh, it's very easy to put together. Uh, the fire would be a little trust, but maybe just, how about just a bag of duty, you know, that uh, you pick up and you're like, what is this? Oh, somebody left me a package. The flaming would get me in trouble, but the regular bag of duty, I think, you know, how are they going to know it's me? I think it's that guy on 10 who always has diarrhea all the time. All right, this is disgusting. Let's move on. But uh, never forget the flaming bag of duty as a way to, um, you know, really let somebody have it. So then we go out for dinner. I make it up to the Upper West Side, and we go out for dinner. This perfect sushi place. Because I said, I don't want to go to the crummy snobatorium we went to last time. So, all right. I'm going to get angry again, okay? They said, well, let's meet at 8.30. I'm like, fucking 8.30, fucking 8 30 now i know that sounds like old man shit but you know what i'm talking about i don't know whether it's here whether it's fucking ireland everything fucking closes at nine we're going at 8 30 you better be picking 8 30 because you know this place is not going to rush us out but that is exactly what happened and i'm getting fed up you, you i was wondering myself why do i keep like going to dinner at six o'clock why do i like going is it because I've gotten older or is it a different reason? Well, now I know for sure it's a goddamn different reason. The reason is that things aren't what they used to be in New York City and things close really early. So if you have dinner at 8.30, and of course they were just pussyfooting around talking about Steve and our friends, they're like, ah, whatever, and she didn't make a reservation and I was angry about that. And I like, oh, we'll get there when we get there. So we probably didn't even get there till 9.00. And, and, and what happened? We're, we're sitting there. We're having a, a nice time. You know, and uh, my new route, I order a sake. I order beer. I just want to relax a little bit. And, and, and it's not like their kid is rushing us. She's great. You know, if, if she's 15. I don't know if she's like, uh, but an adult. Because, you know, you grow up in New York City. So 
you know, it's not like a, a child like that has to have a video game with them or anything. And they come over, you know, where after, while we're in the middle of eating, like, oh, you guys ready for dessert? And we're like, what the fuck? And then and Alina and her daughter order dessert. I'm like, I'm I'm still in the middle of my meal. And like, well, we're closing. And I'm like, motherfucker. It happened again because this is exactly what happened the last time all of us went out because they go out so late. But that's it's not anybody's fault. She, you know, is a nurse and, and, and comes back from work at 830. It's like uh, right out of Pulp Fiction. The Bonnie situation. No, no fucking shit. She'll freak. That ain't no kind of answer. I mean, you know, I don't how much a lot or a little. You got to appreciate what an explosive element this Bonnie situation is. I mean, she comes home from a hard day's work, finds a bunch of gangsters in the kitchen doing a bunch of gangster shit. Ain't no telling what she's liable to do. Yeah, I've grasped that, Jules. All I'm doing is contemplating the ifs. I don't want to hear about no motherfucking ifs. All I want to hear from your ass is, you ain't got no problem, Jules. I'm on the motherfucker. Go back in there, chill them niggas out, and wait for the cavalry, which should be coming directly. You ain't got no problem, Jules. I'm on the motherfucker. Go back in there and chill them niggas out and wait for the wolf who should be coming directly. You sending the wolf? Oh, you feel better, motherfucker? Shit, Negro. That's all you had to say. What are you going to do? She's doing the, the work of angels. I'm just getting angry. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just getting angry at the situation where I keep getting rushed out. I keep getting rushed out of everywhere. All I want to do is look at the dessert menu. I sometimes don't want dessert. I just want to look at it. I want to have the option. And I keep getting rushed out of these fucking places and it's driving me insane. You cannot go. I just, I just got to put a stop to going to dinner after 8 o'clock. After 8 o'clock, I'm not going. To, if somebody says 8 o'clock anymore, I'm like, nah, I'm out. Unless you can do seven. And I can't do seven myself sometimes. Remember last two Sundays ago, I was working until eight. I had to make the 8.30 reservation. We went to a place that was at least open to 11. That girl was rushing me out. I'm not saying I want to sit there for hours and have a conversation, but isn't that why you go out to dinner? To have a, quote, leisurely meal so you don't have to cook at home? It's not called fast food. You sit down. You have, a, I mean, I know the Japanese people and the Chinese people, they want to rush you out. They want to rush you out. It's not like the Italians where you're like, all right, let's relax. Let's have a drink. Then we'll have an appetizer. I mean, but that's the way I like to run, right? So I'm like, yeah, give me sake. And like, and then, and then we'll order something or, you know, whatever. And then, you know, we have the appetizer. Then the, the food comes. But I'm like, what's the goddamn rush? Well, the rush is that these places close. They're closing so early, and they keep getting rushed out, and it's pissing me off. They didn't pay for me this time. I mean, we, we paid our own way this time. I mean, it's and it still bothers. I'd, I'd rather people not pay for me if I got to be rushed out and go by and go out to dinner late. I, I I can't take it anymore. It's driving me crazy. You go to dinner at eight thirty in New York City, and you're and 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 there's not enough time. That's not early enough. See, it's not me. It's not me. It's the city. Everything is closing earlier since COVID. Something is wrong. And uh, what's the point of living here then? Because remember, what have we always said? It's that Woody Allen quote. I like a place where you can have Peking Duck at 3 in the morning. I've never wanted Peking Duck at 3 in the morning, but if I ever did want, it was like Wohop, downtown Chinatown, which still isn't open late, which I'm using as the catalyst. They close at fucking midnight. Wohop used to be open. You could go down and get... 
escargot, as my uh, neighbor, who uh, the chef at the restaurant across the street here used to go, you know, at three, four, five, six in the morning, get your Chinese food, sit at a restaurant with other people, like, like, in, uh, like, in, uh, and that's, that's like, you know, I'm walking down uh, the street yesterday. I'm like, well, I guess those, that one scene I like in Manhattan Murder Mysteries with, with Woody Allen, Dyakin, and uh, what was Angelica Houston and Alan Alda. Where well, I know that was ridiculous. They're sitting there at one in the morning at a restaurant in Jersey, just hanging out. I guess those days are over. Forget having a cup of coffee after dinner unless you get there at five thirty. You know, I mean, what what is the point of living here then? I mean that 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 was the point of living here. You could do stuff late. You could sit and relax at a restaurant because they were open till midnight or one a.m. But as I found since I lived there, it's not a twenty-four hour town. And now, after COVID, it is definitely not a 24-hour town. There's so much crime. There's so much filth. What is the point of living here? I'm getting upset. It's just, unfortunately, financially, I can't leave yet. And I'm not even sure exactly where I would goddamn go. I know I said the beach, but, God, I don't think I'd want to be down there during the summers. It's a nightmare. I mean, what kind of person wants to be down at the beach in the, the fall and the winter? Me. I don't know why. I mean, that's what I do. What do I do every day? I go down to work. I'm like, I can't believe I got to go to work. I don't get that upset about it. But I go down and I sit by the, the Statue of Liberty there and I, I'm looking at the water. I'm like right at the edge. I could, I could swim to the Statue of Liberty because there's, there's a little plank because that's where the ships come, I think, to take people to the Statue of Liberty. So I could completely go in the water and just start swimming you know, to Europe. Uh, so I do enjoy looking at water. I'm, I'm the Billy Joel of uh, our generation. I like, I, like uh, I mean, I'm looking at water right now. So I like my apartment. I'm looking at the East River. Just like Billy Joel. He's like, I always have a, I always have a view of the water. Look at me. I'm exactly like Billy Joel. And maybe I am. Because he's probably angry when he, when he has to be rushed out of a restaurant, too. They're not going to rush out Billy Joel, although the Japanese might. They don't care. We went there. I go, uh, yeah, and, and, and she figured she had it figured out. She's like, I'm like, I'm going to have the sake now and then bring my beer, you know, when the meal comes. And she, I, I really felt she got it. And she goes, so you, I'll bring the beer when the thing comes. Now, of course, you can't hear any fucking assholes in a mask anyway, but it seemed like she understood, which was a miracle because people just don't get the concept. Like when I'm at the diner and I go, can I get a Coke? But when the meal comes, you know, I'd like a cof- cup of coffee now. And then when the meal comes, I would like a Coke with lemon. Well, forget that if I just threw them off with the fact that, wait, wait, when the meal comes, that's when you want your drink? Well, no, I want a drink now. And then when the meal comes, I want to change it up and then have this the drink I want with the meal. Well, that apparently is too much for anybody to handle. It seemed like this waitress got it. Is Am I really that much of a dick? I guess. Jeez, I, I guess I asked for too much. And, and and so, you know, she seemed like she had it figured out. Uh, the meal comes, and, and I'm like, what the fuck happened to our waitress? Our waitress just disappeared. Apparently, I threw her off completely, and she was never seen again. And I'm like, um can I have the beer now? They're like, what kind of beer do you want? I'm like, well, we told her already. What? Where's our waitress? And they're like, oh, no, we'll get you the beer. I'm like, well, where's our waitress? Where is she? 
What have you done with her? And I was really saying that because it was really weird. She was very good. And then, of course, she just disappeared. I don't know. Maybe that's the help. There. And then she comes in at the end to leave the check. I mean, that, 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 that was the last time. And I was like, what happened to you? And then she walks away. So I don't know what the fuck happened at that restaurant. But I guess that's what happens when you go and you're the last goddamn customers going to dinner at 830 at night. And then it got worse for me. We walk out of the restaurant. Uh, oh, I'm so glad Alina and her daughter were able to have ice cream. I like having ice cream after the Japanese restaurant, I, you know, because it's so salty. So I do like having a little bit of ice cream. It's always a pleasant uh, way to finish the meal, a little palate cleanser. But the place was closing and everybody's like, yeah, hey, whatever. Then nobody's listening to anything I'm saying. Well, that, that you can't blame anybody because I talk so much. We go outside. And Steve says, let's go to this ice cream place. It's apparently this popular ice cream place on the Upper West Side. Or maybe it's everywhere. Who the fuck knows? I don't know what it was called. It seems stupid. And, you know, it's a crummy snobatorium of ice cream places. I go and I said, can I just get a chocolate cone, please? And I don't know. They, they, that threw them off because they prefer uh, different, uh, a whole bunch of different things and toppings. I'm like, I just want a chocolate cone, please. And I, I don't know. Maybe the guy couldn't figure it out. So I get the chocolate cone. I start licking it. I pay for it, and Steve gets a honeycomb ice cream. That's right. He kept telling me, get the honeycomb ice cream. I'm like, I don't want the honeycomb ice cream. Try the honeycomb ice cream. I'm like, I don't want it. I just want some chocolate. I want plain chocolate ice cream. That's all I want. And, and, but I'm trying to, isn't that from Seinfeld? Like, you got to try it. I'll, and Jerry's like, I'll have the bisque. Have you decided? Oh, get the swordfish. Best swordfish in the city. The best, Jerry. I'll have the salmon. <laughs> so we go out, and... Like in the movies, like a child, I'm licking it and the, the scoop falls directly on the floor. And I just walked right away. And Steve's like, no, it's still good. I'm like, Steve, it's, o- it's over. It's over. It was very embarrassing to actually have that happen as we've seen in every movie ever made. The, I was like, the guy didn't put it in properly. He didn't know how to work a regular cone because he was used to these huge waffle cones, which I don't like. I just wanted an ordinary sugar cone. Pack it in there so it doesn't fall off, jerk off. Yeah, I'm blaming him because that's never happened to me before. He obviously didn't scoop it hard enough. And he was having trouble. I know he works in an ice cream place. I want to, you know, that's okay. The waitress at the Japanese place has no, that, that, what the hell happened there? Anyway, yeah, so I was just walked away and I was really angry because I was really enjoying the ice cream. And I just get one scoop. You know, I'm not going crazy. I don't want two scoops. I don't want a dish. I didn't get a hot fudge sundae or anything. I wanted one goddamn scoop of ice cream. And it dropped. And I was like, this day is just, since 5 o'clock, this day has been getting very frustrating. So they had already left for some reason. They went home. They wouldn't come with us even to get the ice cream. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. I didn't want to go back. I wanted to just walk home. And I left Steve. And I started walking down. And I was so angry. All I could picturing is that fucking ice cream falling out of the goddamn thing. I was mad at the waitress. I'm mad at the Revel Scooter. I was so angry. I get down to Columbus Circle and I see all these assholes coming out in their Yankees jerseys because they just came from the Yankees game. And you know, I hate that. And then I looked at them like, oh, God, the Yankees won too. They didn't look like they were very happy, but they won one nothing and a big walk-off home run by Aaron Judge, who was amazing. But, you know, I had the two days before because the Mets swept the Yankees, which was fantastic. 
Anyway, then uh, there was an ice cream uh, truck there. So I'm like, you know what? There was a line, too. And I'm like, I, I'm i going to get... Because I said to Steve, I'm like, do they have the soft ice cream here? He's like, no. Because that's what I really wanted. And this was a truck. It had soft ice cream. And I'm like, you know what? This is a lucky break. I'm going to get the ice cream. I'm going to stand on this line. And I'm going to re-get the ice cream that I so richly deserve. And I waited. And the guy was so nice. And so friendly. The guy working in the ice cream truck was like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, great. Can I have a chocolate ice cream cone? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, um, oh, can I also get an extra napkin? He goes, do you mind paper towel? And I'm like, I would love a paper towel. Oh, my God. He was so pleasant. I did not see that coming. <laughs> you know, Normally, they're just so angry. I guess he knows he's making people happy. And that ice cream was fantastic. And it really hit the spot. I, I took a picture of it for the bonus. That's when I finally remembered to take a picture. As I was walking down, some good pictures of uh, Manhattan in that neighborhood, which is a great neighborhood by Lincoln Center. And then I just walked uh, across Central Park eating the ice cream, and I was very content. But it was a little hot because it was such a beautiful night. Everybody was saying it was hot, but I, I wasn't. It was, it was pleasant. There was a breeze. But then it was getting hotter towards the night. And I'm like, I've had it. And the whole week, I wouldn't take a bike home. I'm like, nope, nope, I got to keep walking, got to keep walking. And I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm ready to go home. So I found an electric bike by, uh, what is it, the, the Plaza Hotel, you know, where the, the beginning of Arthur. And remember, everything goes back to Arthur. Oh, Uncle Peter and Aunt Pearl. Arthur, you're looking well. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> Aunt Pearl. May I say, you're looking young every day. There's an arm pearl look wonderful, darling. She looks great. <laughs> Arthur, I don't think we've had the pleasure of meeting this young woman. Would you introduce us? Oh, how stupid of me. Uh, Princess Gloria, may I introduce my aunt and uncle, Peter and Pearl Bar? How are you? Princess. Did you say Princess Arthur? Yes, yes. There's a very small country in the West Indies. I mean, small. Uh, I see. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. It's, it's terribly small. Tiny little country. Rhode Island could beat the crap out of it in a war. That's how small it is. Small? Very mm. <coughs> so little. It's 85 cents in a cab from one end of the country to the other. I'm talking small here. We understand it's small, <laughs> Arthur. They recently had the whole country carpeted. This is not a big place. We understand that it's small, Arthur, and we also understand that you are very drunk. So why don't we meet again when you're sober? Yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help it. Grow up, Arthur. You'd make a fine adult. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. You haven't got 50 pairs of short pants hanging in your closet. <laughs> and I found an electric bike, and I just took it the rest of the way home. Couldn't have been more happier that I took that bike, I parked the bike, and I went home, put on the air conditioning. I think I had an iced tea and then fell asleep. It was fantastic. Then, of course, I woke up two hours later and uh, just, you know, until like four in the morning. But that's, that's fine. I didn't have to work, so it's, it's okay. The only time that's bad is when you know that you're going to sleep at 4 in the morning and you got to wake up at 5.30. Good luck. You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. It happens to everybody. What's going to happen? 
You're going you're gonna to go to sleep at 5.20. You're finally going to fall asleep at 5.20 in the most restful sleep that you've ever had in your life for 10 minutes before your alarm goes off. How can that happen every single time to everyone? I know that happens to everyone. Can I remember this kid where you had a creative writing class in high school? And I remember this kid, Ed Cowan, that was his name. He was my friend uh, senior year, but then he uh, came out of the closet and was turned out he was gay. And I was like, ah, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I felt, I guess I felt I'd been duped all this time. So I, I, I just couldn't, he was such a great kid. And I, I you know, me, I, I didn't, once he, I was like, ah, you know what? If, if everybody's going to keep confessing to me that they're gay, uh, I guess I'm going to have to live with it. But I, I had a problem with that first one. But anyway, yeah, I remember he wrote this story about sleeping and how you were always the, I remember this in high school. Cause I remember like, yeah, he's right. He's right. He's like how, you know, that last 15 minutes before your alarm goes off is always the best, most relaxing sleep. It's so weird, right? It's so unfair and evil to knowing full well your alarm's going off in 10 minutes and that's when you fall asleep. I mean, I do this all the I know exactly when I fall asleep because I know there's these guys that switch DJs at five in the morning on the sports station. And I hear them talk for a little bit. And then I'm waking up a half hour later. So I know I fell asleep for a little bit of time. Ugh. That's the worst. Everybody deals with it. Oh, listen to my problems. They're so stupid. It was funny. On Saturday, I had the exact opposite experience where I just you know didn't leave the house because I was working and editing, right? So I'm editing. And I'm editing my this podcast and the Billy Joel podcast because, you know, it's just I haven't had time to do it during the weekday, so I'm also editing the two for the week. So I'm editing three podcasts, which, of course, is why I took the job. So I can do both at the same time. And after the job was over, I I was like, I still got work I got to do, which sucks on a Saturday, but that's what I've chosen to do. And I got high, and uh, I was editing. And normally I can't do that editing, but I, I think I was ready for dinner, so... I get a little high and decided to edit the, we did a wrap up on Billy Joel of the Turnstiles album and it was part two with our friend Paul Lauren. And he played a version of Miami 2017 that was so terrific. I mean, it was minorly terrific because it just, it could be better quality sound, you know, but that's not anybody's fault, but mine really, I guess I could figure out a better way. But anyway, he's playing a version of Miami 2017 and I'm just letting it play, right? So I'm just sitting back I'm a little high and I'm really enjoying Paul Lauren's voice and the tune and I'm like boy this is really terrific and then a pizza arrived I mean it was one of the greatest nights of my life it was just it just it just showed up I mean I guess I ordered it but I had forgotten and of course you know now that you don't have to be on the phone I'm just ordering it on the app it was beautiful I got high I was listening to this song I'm like god he's so talented and I was just in this little world and then and then all of a sudden the bell rang I was like oh it's a pizza hey hey terrific seen the lights go out on Broadway I saw the ruins at my feet You know we almost didn't notice it We'd seen it all the time On 52nd Street Or 42nd They burned the churches up in Harlem in that Spanish Civil War The flames are everywhere 
was a good night. <laughs> and then on Sunday, I worked, you know, overtime again. I worked 8 to 8, right? So then I was just exhausted by 8.30, which was ridiculous. You know, I mean, it sounds stupid, but I was like, I'm exhausted from the weekend of work. And there's nothing really to do, but I was. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to sleep at 8.30. I'm going to take a sleeping pill. Yeah, which I know normally never do. But I'm like, if I can get sleep for the, for the week, you know, it's good. Because I really do am a proponent of believing that you can actually make up sleep. Even though the studies will tell you differently. Hey, the doctors tell you differently, but what do they know? Hyman Roth's been dying of the same heart attack for 20 years. Eh, what do they know? The trucks owned by your father. Oh, the money. Oh, we made a fortune. Anyway, so yeah, so I took a sleep. I went to sleep at 8.30 and I woke up at 5.30. It was fantastic. Woke up a little groggy, but pretty good because I was ready to do the week. And I was planning it. I didn't really have any plans, but I knew I was walking home, which is basically taking a lot out of me and then I can't do anything after, which I guess is problematic. But I guess it's like going to the gym. So it was also really sweaty, right? So Monday, and I got this new backpack that I was talking about where it just holds the laptop. So it's not a huge backpack, even though that laptop is so stupid heavy. I'm going to stop bringing that home. It's just stupid. It's stupid. I walk, and I got these new shoes, too, that are part dress, part sneakers. So I'm like, I'll try them. And they're a little weird. I can't decide whether they're good, but my feet don't hurt, and I've been walking five miles, so... I guess they're okay. I feel like they need a little bit more cushioning, but I guess they're working. I don't think they'll keep me warm in the winter or anything, but whatever. That's what I'm wearing. And uh, I walked up to the comedy cellar. It was on Monday. And then went to my bar because my friend Lindsay works then. And I just hung out. And I, that was my plan. I'm like, you know what? If she's working on Mondays, I'm going to come. I'm going to have two drinks, and then I'm going to continue the walk home. That's the key. And I think that would be my new plan on Mondays, especially during football season. I'll have a couple drinks there. Then I'll go over to the wing place. It's kind of a brilliant move. It was great. I was glad I was there. Lindsay's the goddamn best. And that girl, uh, Rebecca, that I know was there, and she invited some friends. And, uh, you know, it was a party. And that girl, uh, that crazy girl that got raped by the magicians were there. And I told her, I'm like, listen, I got to hear some of your stories. But she said I could order her class because I told you she's a history professor. I got to see this to believe it. So, you know, I like it there. And I wish I could be there later because that's when my friend Dougie comes in because he's been touring with Joan Jett. He's playing Fenway Park next weekend. And he's, um, you know, such a great guy. Everybody comes in late night. But eh, this is my schedule for now. I could go home, take a nap and come back later. But I mean, what am I supposed to do? You know, I don't know what's worse. What's Well, what's worse is doing that, I guess. Anyway, then I walked home. I was like, no, we gotta, I got to stick to the plan. Did I want to walk home? No, but I did. I walked home. I'm pretty sure I was soaking wet. You know, my shirt, I had to hang it up before I can't just keep it in a ball. This is going to ruin. Oh, shit, I forgot to bring my clothes to the dry cleaner today. That's what I knew I needed to do something. Then on Tuesday, I was like, well, I'm going to do the same thing. And I'm going to walk to the cellar because this is the first time we're going to tape at the actual cellar. The Tuesday show, we're going to do it at the cellar, me and Mike. And we did. But first, I went to the bar and she made me, because I usually have a cup of coffee. I'm, I'm drinking way too much coffee. 
because now I have I usually have one cup of coffee a day, and then I'll if if it's on a Saturday when I'm doing the podcast I'll reheat it. You know, I just get one cup, and I don't usually drink the whole cup. But at work now, now I have like a regimen because that keeps the day going. Where I have a cup of coffee at nine o'clock, and then I have a second one at eleven o'clock. But I don't drink the whole thing. It's just like a ritual to do. I might switch to tea. <laughs> And then I have a cup of coffee with lunch with the dessert at the cafeteria, which is the best cup of coffee during the day. I don't know why. So that's a lot of coffee. And then on Tuesdays, I usually have another cup of coffee before I do the show. So this time she made me this cappuccino and it was beautiful and delicious. And then, of course, you know, my stomach started to hurt. Why wouldn't it? Mustard. On our coffee lately. (laughs) Let's try something new. How about trying something old? It's Maxwell House. The only kind I sell. I think it tastes best. This is good. Good to the last drop. That's Maxwell House. It's always good. Here, you can make good coffee as easy as I can. Cora, her coffee's been great. With Maxwell House, something old really can beat something new. Like they say, good to the last drop. Because then, after the show, Mike and I, and it was so much fun doing the show at this location. That every time Mike's in town, that's our new thing we're going to do. And why not? I can just come right from work and do it there. So it's perfect. I was still able to do the the slides and everything. So I think in, in, unless you say it wasn't as good, I'm sure the people that you know watch and listen to the show thought it was okay and it was really fun. And we can have guests now, like live guests. So it'll be fun. And then Mike and I went back to the bar. We had a couple of drinks. And I walked back home. So I was like, no. I got to keep it going. So I don't know whether it, you know, if you stop after two miles, have two beers and then walk three miles, is that, is that the same as walking five miles straight? I'm not positive. So then on my way home Tuesday, you know, my friend Laura, who, you know, I've been hanging out with a lot and she comes out to dinner with me all the time, you know, but well, she was in a panic. <laughs> and I'm going to be 40. <laughs> when? In eight years. But it's there. It's just sitting there like this big dead end. And it's not the same for men. Because she's turning, she turned 29 on Wednesday, right? She was in a panic. Now, I never get upset with somebody freaking out about turning 25 and on. Because I remember the panic for me being a boy and turning 25. I remember being very uptight about it. So I never get upset because you know how older people are like, oh, 25, 29, shut up. I'm never like that. I'm always into it. But she's, this is out of her mind. I mean, it's like really, I, I, she's so upset about it. And I'm like, you know, you should really wait till next year, <laughs> you know, when he actually turned 30. You got to relax. She's a really pretty girl. She's, you know, she's got a great job and a great apartment. I'm not exactly sure what the issue is, but I understand the age thing, especially for women, is really messed up. So I talked to her, I talked her off like a lead for an hour on the way home from the cellar to my house. And we definitely talked for an hour, and I'm like, you know, and her birthday was the next day. And she had always said, could you hang out for dinner on my birthday? I'm like, yes. But she never planned anything, and I'm like, so are we doing anything? She says, no, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. And so then Wednesday, my big plan well, since I was out both nights, you know, kind of drinking, walking home, I was like, I'm just walking home today. I have no plans. 
So then at 3 o'clock, she's like, hey, can you make dinner today? And I'm like, no. I, I made other plans. She said you weren't doing it. I didn't make any other plans. I just didn't want to go to dinner. I, I, I definitely I couldn't do another therapy session of dinner, even though I'm sure she would have been fine after a couple of drinks like me. But I was just like, no, I gotta walk. I gotta walk the full five miles today. I can't. I can't stop again. <laughs> I gotta go the full five miles today, which is exactly what I did. And I was very happy about. It. And it's so funny because at some point I'm always like, should I just take the bike? Should I take the bike? But no, that's the key, right? The endurance is how you, you know, how it works. So, so it's working, right? The endurance, like when you're ready to stop, but you keep going is the key to, I guess, quote, exercising or whatever it is I'm doing. But then, you know, I come home, I'm, you know, all sweaty, and then I sit down for a while. But this was pretty good. I didn't, like, fall asleep or anything. And I was able to do some stuff later in the night because, well, that's my weekend. So technically, Wednesday nights, I should be going out. So I got to reschedule everything. Wednesday's my weekend. But also, I knew I was going to the beach. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to be drinking heavily on Thursday at the beach, so there's no reason to go out Wednesday. And then it turns out I wasn't doing it. And then even while I was thinking about the podcast, I'm like, Jesus, I really don't have anything to say. And then I'm like, all right, we're going to the beach on Thursday. That'll be entertaining. There's lots to say about that. Something always exciting happens. I'm going out to dinner. We're being on the beach. I'm going to be with Steve. It's going to be fun. And then, of course, that didn't happen. So I'm like, now what do I do? I think it's the only the reason I had to go out last night. I'm like, well, I got to do something. I got to talk about something. <laughs> but I guess that's going to happen once in a while where you just have nothing going on. What are you going to do? Hey, listen. Hey, right. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen these next couple of days. I don't have any comedy shows coming up, which sucks. I love having something to promote. So I got to figure that out too. I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to do comedy again at this point, but this happens all the time to me. You know it. I sit here for months. I don't do any comedy. I have nowhere to play. I'm certain I'd like to practice at a bar show or something. And then I get a call from, you know, a Sarah or, a, you know, even a, a Dave Chappelle or a Louis. And they're like, hey, can you open for me? Or Gaffigan, right? Hey, can you open for me? And I'm like, fuck. I'm not going to say no, but I'm not ready. Because nobody will let me play anywhere. Can you imagine? They won't let me play anywhere. But I open for Gaffigan at a goddamn stadium multiple times. I don't know what the hell is happening. But you know I'm going to get that call. You know I'm going to get that call because they keep pulling me back in. Every time I'm like, ah, you know, stand-up comedy is stupid. I'm always going to get that call. I'm always going to get that call. You sure about that five minutes? You sure about that five minutes? Well, I'm not sure. You sure about that five minutes? No, my cousin Vinny. Were these magic grits? I mean, did you buy them from the same guy who sold Jack his beanstalk beans? Uh, objection, Your Honor. Objection sustained. Are you Mr. sure about Tipton, that five you minutes? Ignore the question. Know. Are you sure about that five minutes? I don't know. I think you made your point. Are you sure about that five minutes? I may have been mistaken. I got no more use for this guy. Oh, have you heard any good news today? Today. I want to hear what you have to say. So today I'm, I'm reading the paper. And I see that, you know, that a lot of times when I'm walking home, I'm like, oh, let me get a Subway sandwich. Because that would be good. Even though I've had three meals already. And I like Subway sandwiches, but they are a little pricey. Some, well, if I have them delivered, they're pricey. 
Anyway, I was reading this article that this idiot, who I guess lives in Colorado, maybe it happened in Vegas, I don't know, the Subway Sandwich Place put gave a guy, this is so weird, uh, gave him a tattoo on his back that says Subway Series 2022. Yeah, he's Colorado, and the and the and that is a tattoo, a big, huge tattoo on his back says Subway Series twenty twenty two, and what he gets for that is Subway sandwiches for life. Now that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen because if you're talking about the Subway Series, and this has nothing to do now if, in New York, they, what they call the Subway Series happened Tuesday, Wednesday. The Yankees and the Mets played. It was very exciting. It was all they were both first place teams for the first time maybe ever, and they played two games. And the Mets won both. It was fantastic. So if you were going to get a tattoo of the Subway Series 2022, this would be the year to get it. Because, you know, but it, now meanwhile, it had nothing. I don't know why they put Subway Series because it had nothing to do. They didn't put it like a Mets-Yankees logo on it. So could I have gotten that tattoo uh, this year? Yes, because then I could say, well, that was the one where the Mets swept the Yankees, you know, which never happened. And, of course, if they do it again when they go back to Yankee Stadium, then you definitely might want a tattoo of the Subway Series of 2022. <laughs> Maybe. Even though it'll end badly. So this guy looks like an idiot, you know, with his huge Subway Series just to get free subs. But then they said they also, that's a 12-inch 12, 12 by 12-inch 12 tattoo. They also gave 3 by 3-inch tattoos showing the same logo to eight other people. I don't know if they get them for life. So then why, first, if you're getting a Subway sandwich tattoo, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. You know, I used to go out with this girl in college, and the boyfriend before me, she would show me pictures, had a Budweiser tattoo on his arm. A Budweiser tattoo. If you're doing a fucking advertisement for a place, you better be getting something for it. So, I mean, at least the guy with the ridiculous back tattoo said, I mean, this guy's got to go into a Subway sandwich place. And remember, what if they, you, you know how those Subway sandwich places work. Well, I don't know anything about that, sir. I do not know. Oh, my God. Can you imagine taking off your shirt, showing that, oh, that's lovely, but I know nothing about that. Oh, my God. How angry would you be? You come to New York and you're like, I'm supposed to get Subway sandwiches here. Like, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah, am I making fun of that? But you know who runs those places. They're. You know it's going to be like that. They're like, I don't know, because, oh my god, that would. So you're obviously an idiot, and even if you got the three by three, you're an idiot. However, on the flip side, if you got the three by three and it's on your arm, and you could get Subway sandwiches for life, I could see myself doing that. Maybe if I just had to show my arm, you know, just lift up my sleeve and say, yeah, I got this. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting free Subway sandwiches <laughs> because they're good. And they're really expensive if you order two, uh, if you have them delivered. I think if you go to the store, it's not too, I mean, they're still expensive, but I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, if they gave me the smaller one, if I was getting it for life, but I don't think, I think those people got, what, I have it right here. They, the person who got the foot-long tattoo was promised a one-time payment of $50,000 worth of gift cards. The others, $50,000 worth of gift cards, you know what I'm saying? The others were slated to get 372 gift cards for the month and 4,000 for the year. Now I kind of want to talk to this guy uh, who got it and just be like, dude, what is, please, can you move to another country? Because you are a genuine idiot. 
And if he says, no, no, free subways for sandwiches for life, I'm like, yeah. But now, dude, you realize you're going to have to show your back all the time. It's like, I love my back. You know, it's not, and, and, and what if you come to New Jersey and they have no idea what this promotion is? You know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, when Subway goes under. Remember what happened to Blimpy? Where's Blimpy? Remember Blimpy sandwiches? The only reason you might know it, if you don't know, because I don't know if it was local or not, is because they use the term in Devil Wears Prada. Emily Bunn says that to that idiot Anne Hathaway. And she says, because they call her the fat girl, because she's a size six. And uh, she says, listen, if you mess up Paris for me, I will search every Blimpies in the tri-state area and find you, which is a hilarious line. But now nobody knows what a Blimpies is anymore. So if that goes the way of Subway and they disappear, which why wouldn't they? Although I think they're doing really well. And then you have that tattoo. Like It would be like if I had a tattoo for that place Wesson's I was telling you about before McDonald's. <laughs> How screwed would I be? Well, McDonald's took over Wesson's. Well, is this tattoo? No, no, no. You guys drink an awful lot of beer. No, no, no. Shit, I'm going to tell you, boys, that's some of the best goddamn music we've had the Country Bunker in a long time. Well, uh, sorry we uh, couldn't remember the wreck of the old 97. Oh, why, hell, you guys can learn it next time when you come back. Pop, about um, our money for tonight. That's right, uh... $200, and you boys drank $300 worth of beer. Uh, well, like, when we first came in, uh, the bar lady never charged us for the first round, so, like, we figured, you know, beer was, like, complimentary for the band, you know? Oh, no, no, uh, uh-uh. Oh, my God, you really have to be a genuine fucking idiot. And yet, if you really are getting Subway Sandwiches for Life and that thing works, is there a barcode on it? No. There should be a QR code. At least, so that guy can. I hope they give him some sort of ID that he's allowed. That that everyone. I remember the Subway Sandwich franchise. They're, they're they're franchises. They're owned locally. You know, like I could own a Subway Sandwich shop. I mean, I know you have to abide by what they say, but I mean, oh, we don't give the free. We're not part of that that <laughs> that stupid promotion of your stupid tattoo but like i said it's called the subway series 2022 and it has nothing to do with the mets yankees so that's the other thing too he got it before the mets yankees game was played and so i mean i know he's out there and he doesn't care about what happens in new york but it's like can you imagine if you got that me being a mets fan and the yankees swept that series now i got to be reminded this on a tattoo that that was the worst subway series what an asshole. Now it doesn't no, it says Tinks, Tats, Inc. Credible, subs for life. Okay, the guy's supposed to get subs for life, but we know how that is. Whatever. Guy's an guy's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. Parents are idiots too. And that's the uh, that's the other thing that uh, everybody's in an uproar. The Eskimo, the ice cream company, they're getting rid of the Choco Taco, and everybody's getting upset about that. That I couldn't care less about. But I get it. When people discontinue stuff, people get angry. And that Mexican pizza, I don't know what they're planning for that. Look at my life. It's just so horrible. The Mexican pizza incident, the Revel scooters, the closing of the restaurants, the ice cream falling of the guy. I mean, look at the life I lead and the tragedy that I have to endure on a daily basis. I am Dave Juskow, and this is Juskow in the City. That's right. 
Just Carol in the City comes at you every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can always listen to a fresh podcast on that day all through the year, except for the final week in August and December, which is coming up soon. I get a little break. Yeah, whatever. And, and you know I'm going to ruin that break by just being like, I guess I'll watch TV. <laughs> like, like a break from doing what? Nothing. But you got to take a break. You got to retool. You got to regret. You got to refresh. Damn it. What is the Seinfeld one I use all the time? We got to retool. Boy, we have really hit rock bottom. Got to play the beans one again. So I realize if I just get the generic wax beans, nobody can even tell the difference. <laughs> I can play the clip every time. Newman and Kramer. Anyway, folks, that's the show for today. I hope you enjoyed it a little bit. And hopefully next week there'll be more to report. But of course, there's always something going on in Just Gow in the city, in the world of Dave Just Gow, in New York City, or in Dublin, wherever the city is. Just Gow comes to it, or vice versa. The city comes to Just Gow. No, that's what it is. City comes to Just Gow. And then there's, yeah, shit that happens in between, whatever that is. Anyway, folks, I will see you next week on our next program. I'll just get all this in. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.